Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. My scripture begins from Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Verse 3, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I take it again. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Pastor, have you stopped preaching on Revelation 3? No, 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 no. It's in line with it. The Holy Ghost. And that's why you remember, I know your works. See! Because it's showing something. It's showing something. Verse, let me go, read from verse 4. I'm going from verse 4. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the house of this city and the houses of um, the king of Judah, which have been pulled down to fortify against the siege mounds and the sword. They come to fight with the Chaldeans, but only to fill their places with the dead bodies of men, whom I will slay in my anger and my fury, for whose wickedness I have hidden my face from this city. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return and will rebuild those places as at the first. I will cleanse them from their iniquity. And it went on and on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to stress this. And so my emphasis on this continues today as instructed from above. Glory be to God in the highest. So the, the, the verse, our scripture is call, 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 hallelujah. And then, of course, we looked at the call, what it means to call in this context. The call is like, come on, beckon, come on, invoke, come on, bring him on the scene, as it were. Say, call to me, I will answer. And what makes this verse so interesting was the fact that, I mean, learning from the old leaders, I mean, they, they look at it as this is the, this is the hotline to heaven. And what makes it hotline? Hotline to heaven is call on God. You have an assurance of an answer. He will always answer. It can never be jammed. And when he said, I think of this, I remember my mom in Yoruba. When he's praising God, he said, And I wonder. And what she will, what she will be saying at the time is that, look, everybody is calling from different parts of the world. And God never puts anybody on hold. He will never put you on hold. But you just have to call. He can do it without your calling, but he wants to involve you. God doesn't make robots of people. That's why he created us with will. He will prepare it and say, no, choose it. It's up to you. What if you don't choose? He won't force you. God never forces anything down the throat of anybody. <laughs> uh, I'm found. Hallelujah. It's good to be happy. Because God always makes you happy. He said, what if I'm not happy? Call. Really? What if I'm sad? Call. Because that's not your default position. Your default position is 
righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. So don't, uh, don't make your base. If that has been your base, it's a wrong position. You are a covenant child of God. You are entitled to being happy, being joyful. Spark it. Even when there are reasons why you should be sad, say, come on, stir up what is inside of you. In Colossians, when it says, let the word of God richly dwell in you, get the result, he said, you will make melody in your heart. In Ephesians, where it says, you should be filled constantly with the Holy Ghost, get the result, making melodies in your heart. Spiritual songs. The devil will throw everything in your, in your direction to make you the opposite. But don't let situations and conditions and things define who you are. You have been defined by the shed blood of Jesus. That's why it says, you are not of your own. You are bought with a prize. You are much, much more worthy than the lie the devil is telling you concerning you. Suppose I have a struggle with that. That's why you should call. And so that brings you to the context of this scripture. Remember in Jeremiah chapter 1? Let's go back to 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus says the Lord who made it and the Lord who formed it to establish it. Who formed it to establish it. He didn't form it to, to result in chaos. He didn't form it to fail. He formed it to establish it. Thus says the Lord who made it. The Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. So what did he say? Call. Now, look at it. He came twice. The word came the first time and came the second time to Jeremiah. Where was he? He was locked up. Hallelujah. He was in prison. He was incarcerated. He was being tortured. He had no freedom. He was bound. But the word of the Lord, which could not be bound, still came to him. I don't care how bad your situation may be. It cannot be bad to the word of God. It does not matter how bound you seem to be. The word of God cannot be bound. And because you have the spirit of God inside of you, the word of God will still reach you. Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the word of God came the first time and came the second time. Now, for somebody incarcerated and whose, whose nation was being besieged and people have been killed and people were hauled into prisons and other nations are coming to attack them. I mean, what do you expect of such a person? And he himself in prison. Now in prison by his own people. What do you expect? He should be sad. Disgruntled. Crying. Self-pitying himself, sulking, complaining. But the word of God, but God will not allow that of his covenant child of God. Because to linger or to be there and linger there is to open the door, is to play the game in the devil's stuff. And so that was why the word of God came. I can see the reason or the wisdom in meditating in the word. And remember, the word you don't have, you don't meditate upon. Meditate means that you have it there, you can recall and recall and recall and recall. The Holy Ghost stirs it up and then you grab it and you look at it and you recall. And then you are meditating, you are bringing it back. vis a vis the challenge and the challenge is dwindling in the face of the expanding word. 
So he sent the word. And he came back a second time. And what was the word? Call! That's the word. I see your situation. I know you are praying. But call! Let me hear you clearly. Call me! He said, listen, when you call, I will answer you. It's a covenant thing. Is your right? Claim your right. I will answer you. And I will not just answer you, I will show you. Not just showing for showing, say great things, mighty things, which you do not know. But he was in the prison. He was in the prison. Hallelujah. It's to invoke. It's to invite his presence. Of course, chronologically speaking, if I'm in trouble and I can bring God into this situation, God, the maker, the one who formed it, to establish it, if I can bring him into my situation, ah, my situation will have no choice than to give way. And what God is saying is here, you have an ability, you have a capacity to bring me in. But I won't force myself on you. Let me help you, but you need to permit me. Praise the Lord. I say, Praise the Lord. And with every calling, I will answer you and I will show you. So I looked at that calling and I began to look at it that really, in today's terms, what would you say of this calling? Prayer. We have prayer. And like we made ourselves understand, you may say, this is Old Testament, fine. What about the New Testament? Paul said, men ought always to pray and not faint. And Paul's understanding was from Jesus' teaching. And what was he teaching on? To the intent that men ought always to pray and not faint. So if there's an area of my life today where I am fainting, it's probably due to lack of prayers. I'm not saying where I have challenges, but if the challenges are bringing me to my knees or crumbling me, paralyzing me, and now I'm beginning to think of giving up, it's lack of prayer. Because what we call courage, courage does not mean there are no issues. In spite of the issues, you keep going. What gives you the strength to want to continue to go in spite of the issues, but the fact that there is a hope for the future? What brings hope more than the word of God in prayers? Hello. Praise the Lord. What? What else gives hope more than that? When Paul says pray without ceasing in First Thessalonians chapter five, I think in verse seventeen, what does he mean? Pray without stopping. There will always be something to talk about. You know the strength of relationship is fellowship, and what really makes fellowship fellowship is communication. Remove communication from fellowship, fellowship crumbles. Remove fellowship from relationships, it begins to die immediately. So, what's the saying? Always be in communication with God. Simple. And when you are with your lover, there will only be something to talk about. When there's nothing to talk about, the fact that there's nothing to talk about, then you talk about the nothing that there's nothing to talk about. That makes it fun. Because you are with your lover. 
Hallelujah. Nothing to talk about. And you're with your lover. Ah, see the sea is so blue. Oh. Because you are with your lover. You are strengthening the bond. You are ensuring his presence. Not just physically, of mind. Her presence of mind. And so don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be agitated unnecessarily when the woman talks too much. A woman that's not talking probably. There's a problem somewhere. Because they seem to see everything they they just talk. They just like to talk. And when you are tired, you come home, you are sitting down. You say, hey, 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 hey. I say, okay. And he says, hey. They ask a question. I'm thinking, what question is this? Something I was saying three days ago. And I just said it in passing. I'm like, okay. yes, now you said this. I said, oh, then I make, I, I abbreviate it or summarize it. Say, huh. Then she wants to summarize the summary. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, oh, what's wrong with you? Are you angry? I said, ah, no, 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 oh, no, no. I'm not angry. Yeah, but I thought I've answered you. Said, no, you have not answered me. When you were talking to that person on the phone, you said this. I said, ah. What did I tell the person? Because that's the strength of relationship. Pray without ceasing. If I'm praying without ceasing, there'll be no room for anger. There's no, there'll be no room for weeping. Because all my seasons are occupied. I am busy. There'll be no room for vengeance. There's no room for bitterness. Yeah? Because I'm praying without season. My seasons are busy. My seasons are occupied with the reason for the season. He is the reason for my seasons. Let us face him. Let's talk to him. Pray without season. And they agree with the fact that men will faint when they are not praying. When you are praying, you are occupied. You are preoccupied with him. So there's no way the problem can overtake and overrun you. Impossible. Is somebody hearing me? So call. If you don't call, that's why I came the first time, I came the second time. Call. Engage me. Call. And let's see whether the prisons will hold you. Let's see whether the wishes of the devil and his agents will hold you. You keep talking, man. I will answer you. And I will show you what you never knew could be. I like that. I looked at that again and I looked at it this way. It's a request. So I start with a request. But what makes the request interesting is that it's a request to the promise. And what was much more interesting is that I am commanded to make a request and it's back to the blessing. So for me not to call then becomes a disobedience. I'm disobeying his command. But his command is not just to push me around. He's commanding me into my blessings. You are a covenant child of God. Why do you want to live your life this way when you have this available to you?
A lot of times we fight, we struggle with faith, and they begin to wonder. But if you look at every time that God will engage us in anything, he prepares the ground for faith, naturally for faith. Call me. I will answer you. Don't you think you solved your problem of faith? I said, I will answer you. I don't know, I don't know. Call me. What's wrong with you? Take my card. Call me. Yes, but you know, so, 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 so. I said, call me. Sir, the, whole, the problem, just call me. Now, don't you think that we encourage him to like, <laughs> hello, pastor. I say, who is this? I'm, because I'm not, I'm feeling like sleeping. He says, it's bricks. Then I remember that he's calling. But what if you won't call? You will struggle and struggle and think that no, the, the heaven has rejected you. It's a lie. I'm seeing God. Is oof! I feel the fire in my right hand. I'm seeing God in areas that I, I begin to wonder that ah, He's been good to me, really. But the dimensions I'm seeing now is incredible. Somebody said to me, I heard that you are praying 20 quarter to 12 to 12.15. I said, yeah. I said, well, I started. Because when I announced, I look up, I started. I said, good. He said, but please, I have a question. I said, what is it? He said, every minute of the, fifth, of the 30 minutes, it's like somebody's pulling me and I'm seeing cinema. I said, because you are calling. And it's showing you. He said, no, pastor, you don't understand. This is strange. I said, he said did he tell you, show you familiar things? So when you, when, you, when, you, when you are calling, there's no doubt you are calling in faith. Because you are calling obedience to his command and you are following the fact that there's a promise. And let me tell you this quickly. Nothing satisfies his heart more than his children trusting him. He levels six Hebrews. God says, so they that come to him must what? That what? And that he is a rewarder of them. In other words, they should come knowing that he will do what he says he will do. And then the Bible says, without faith, for without faith. So what is faith there? Coming to him, believing that he is and he will reward your diligence seeking. He gives him peace. He gives him joy. Nothing can satisfy him more. That I am calling and making my request known to him. And expecting that something will happen. Something will happen. Something good will happen. Always expecting it. So, can we now look at prayers as this? It's a necessity of the kingdom. It's a fashion that will never grow old. It, the prayer can never go out of fashion. Quickly, I'll just give you some examples before I round up. Remember Jonah in the belly of the fish. Even in the belly of the fish. Remember? Don't turn to it. Jonah chapter 2 verse 1. He had disobeyed God. 
He was not only plunged into the water. Deep sea, that alone was enough to kill a man. They now swallowed by a shark. <laughs> and then in the belly of the shark, he cried out. <laughs> and God ordered the shark to spill him on the shore. Even in the belly, are you in the belly of the shark? I feel the fire. Come! See, don't waste your, don't waste your energy, don't waste your time, envying people, getting angry with people, living on forgiveness. Use that to call. No, pastor, I don't know what they did to me. That's the trap of the devil. Is that why you should stop calling? Call! Don't call the devil. Don't call the problem. Don't call the person. Call him! He will instruct the situation. He formed it to establish it. Remember Anna in 1 Samuel chapter 1? This was what we just, just shared yesterday. It was amazing. Oh my goodness. Holy Ghost scattered the whole place. Where people were rejoicing and eating and feasting, she was in bitterness of soul. She was in anguish of heart. Everybody found himself or herself where everybody is excited and you are in anger. They're excited, you are depressed. Solution? Do what Anna did. She rose and left them and went to call. And that was it. That was it. She came back the following year. Jehoshaphat. She gathered the whole of Israel from the oldest to the youngest to do what? To seek the face of God. Call. That was deliverance. The day you begin to pity yourself, the devil has caught a goal against you. He hasn't won, but he has caught a goal. And the devil will never win against you in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the fire. Okay. You will see greater and wonderful, I mean, greater and mighty things. Did you hear me? Just for calling. And I know in the name of Jesus the grace to call. The spirit of supplication is released over the house. In the name of Jesus. Did you hear me? I said the spirit of supplication and thanksgiving is released over the house. In the name of Jesus. I say it again. The spirit of supplication and thanksgiving is poured forth over this house in the name of Jesus. The spirit of supplication and thanksgiving is poured forth, is released over this house in the name of Jesus. The spirit of supplication and thanksgiving is released over this house as against the spirit of despair and fear and anxiety and worry. As in the spirit of supplication and thanksgiving released over this house in the name of Jesus. And you will see great mighty things in the name of Jesus. Let me repeat it. I say you will see great things. You will see mighty things. Great things. Mighty things. In the name of Jesus. 
going forth in the name of Jesus on a daily basis great and mighty things in the name of Jesus I say going forward in the name of Jesus on a daily basis instead of tears instead of anger instead of anger anguish you will see great and mighty things in the name of Jesus you will celebrate the answers to prayers in your generations in the name of Jesus someone say I receive the spirit of supplication and thanksgiving in the name of Jesus in my life in my marriage in my husband in my wife over my children my health my finances I receive I receive the spirit of thanksgiving and supplication I will call I receive great and mighty things in the name of Jesus, my life glorifies God. Woohoo, sit down. See the face of God. And wait a minute. The siege was not only destroyed, they became wealthier than they had ever been. The enemies that came totally destroyed. Call is a covenant right. Why will say I will answer? Because it's a covenant position he's talking from. Whew, I feel the fire. Paul and Paul and Silas, they pray. Hands and feet in stocks in the dungeon. They call. It's a covenant thing. I expect supernatural dimensions of answers and miracles in your lives this November, this December, this year, next year, in your generations, in the name of Jesus. It's my desire. Yeah. Sincerely, it's my desire. My desire that God will be glorified constantly in my life, in your lives, in your marriages, in the lives of your children, in your health, in your finances, in your walk with the Master, in your ministry, that once they see you, what comes to mind is the glory of God. It's my desire, ladies and gentlemen. It's what I pray for on a daily basis. Oof. It's what I pray for. You will, never, you will never be lacking in substance. Don't worry. But you will not be deceived into thinking that's priority. It is the glory of God that is priority. I'll show you great and mighty things. I close. Great. The best of God is described in the Bible by that word great. His salvation. His great compassion. His mercies that knows nobody. His faithfulness. His awesome wonders. Great. He said, I will show you 
and start living in the grace of God. And uh, he said, mighty things, two ways, can't explain it. One, and call still involves naming it. Because when you call God, that siege, when you call God, you are calling freedom. That mighty. He said, what is known? Two ways, to be impossible. That is not in the, not in the sphere of man. What no man, what no generation, what has ever done, but that is required in your case. I will do it. Call me. I will frustrate the very impossibilities of life. In fact, that's what he says. I will thwart and frustrate impossibilities to answer you. I will show you. Then in the other way, he said, what they think, yes, we, we will do. He said, by the time I finish with them, he said, he frustrates the counsels of the wicked. He destroys the token of wickedness. They think, this will work. He said, by the time you call, I will so much disgrace the devil. In fact, the way he's described, he says, the sovereign power of God over the promises and wickedness of this realm. God! That's why you can't afford not to pray. Prayers are key. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Don't tell me I'm not called to pray. No, don't, don't give me that stuff. It's like a child that is telling the parents, I'm not called to leave. You will slap the child saying, you are called to leave in the name of Jesus. What kind of nonsense? Let us take prayers very seriously. Supernatural answers. I'm waiting for your testimonies. In the name of Jesus. It's our covenant right. God has done it and is too willing to bring it to bear in your situation and life right now. But there's a responsibility expected of you. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.